And so I want to bring the truth of the word of God to you this morning. And I encourage you to share them with your families, share them with your friends, because the words, Jesus put it this way. Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. And so I believe that God is speaking words of life this morning and everybody needs to hear these words. Amen. Glory, glory, glory. All right, so let's go to our scripture. We're behind this morning because we started late, but let's go to our scriptures. Acts 22, Acts 22, Acts chapter 22. And I'm go, I'm not going to read the entire chapter, but I'm going to skip around in Acts chapter 22. Um, that's going to be our anchor scripture this morning. Um, I'm going to skip around a bit in it and I'm going to, as usual, reinforce what it is that I'm speaking about um, by using other scriptures. So Acts 22, we're going to read verse 3, and then we're going to skip all the way down to verse 25 and 29. All right? All right. Whew, Jesus. So Acts 22, and I'm reading from the NLT as usual. Then Paul said, I am a Jew born in Tarsus, a city in Sicilia, Sicilia, oh Jesus, that's a tongue-tying word, Cilicia, and I was brought up and educated in Jerusalem under Gamaliel as his student. I was carefully trained in our Jewish laws and customs. I became zealous to honor God in everything I did. So I want you to see what Paul was saying right here. He's saying that I am a a, 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 a Jew, and I was born in the city of Cilicia, and I was raised in Jerusalem and was uh, carefully trained by Jewish laws and Jewish customs. And that's going to serve for something later. So anyway, let's get down to verse 25. It says, when, Paul when they tied Paul down to lash him, Paul said to the officer standing there, is it legal for you to whip a Roman citizen who hasn't ever, who hasn't even been tried. When the officer heard this, he went to the commander and asked, what are you doing? This man is a Roman citizen. So the commander went over and asked Paul, tell me, are you a Roman citizen? He said, yes, I certainly am. I am too, the, re the commander replied, and it cost me a fortune. Paul answered, but I am a citizen by birth. Okay, said so we're, we're going to do something here this morning. Paul said, I am a citizen by birth. And the soldiers who were about to interrogate him, in other words, they were about to whip him. Now, and you know that those Roman beatings were not little lashes of, you know, they were terrible beatings. So this soldier that was about to beat him quickly withdrew. And when they heard that he was a Roman citizen and the commander was frightened because he had ordered him bound and whipped. In other words, he was tied up and he was going to be beaten just like Jesus was beaten. So this morning, I want you to see two things out of that scripture. I want you to see that the apostle Paul was actually, he was appealing to his Jewish relatives to help him uh, first, and they didn't help him. Okay, so then he appealed to his uh, Roman citizenship to help him. So in other words, apostle Paul uh, was, um, he was uh, understanding that 
he had dual citizenship and both citizenship has benefits. So he was trying to pull out the benefits of, of his Roman citizenship. Amen. And so this morning, my message is going to be entitled dual citizenship, dual citizenship. You are a citizen, you are of heaven and you are a citizen of earth. Because I believe that this morning, the Lord wants to he wants somebody to understand that you are ambassadors of heaven. You represent a heavenly kingdom. You represent a divine kingdom. And so what some of the things that you're going to face in this earth, you're going to wonder, why am I facing them? And why am I going through such struggles? Why am I going through such traumas? And so I'm going to try to understand, help you understand why you're going through those things this morning because you got to understand that you are a citizen of heaven but you're living in the city as a citizen of this world and you are still a citizen of this world because we are the only ones that have dominion in the earth amen so this morning, I just want to come with a word of encouragement because I know that some of you may be facing some things that got you questioning all kinds of why, why, what if, why. You know, God wants you to be reminded this morning of who he is, and he wants you to understand who you are so that you can live in this earthly kingdom, representing the heavenly kingdom and not be perplexed. Because you see, God knew that this time was going to come. He knew that in this world, you were going to encounter some perilous time. And, you know, he, he still wants you to be an ambassador. He still wants you to represent his divine kingdom in the earth. And I'm going to tell you why we go through all the trials that we go through. Because I know sometimes it doesn't feel like heaven is anywhere near us. When you're facing trials and tribulation, come on, somebody, it doesn't feel like heaven is even real. I, I don't know about you, but when I face some trials, sometimes I got to ask God, I got to say, God, where are you? Well, what is this happening? What? Come on, people. Let me tell you, our church uh, fathers and leaders, they do us wrong. They do us wrong. You see, I had to learn some of the things that I'm teaching you. I had to learn them the hard way because, you see, as ministers of the gospel, what one thing they did was they hide their weaknesses. They never show us their weakness. They never tell us how they got over the pain. They never tell us how what kind of struggles they were struggling with and how God blessed them. All they get up and do is teach us the word of God. And yes, that is good. But we never they never leave a footprint for us to follow when they were struggling. They had struggles. They had trials. They had tribulation because everybody in this world faces trials and tribulation. And so what our forefathers do, our foreparents in the spirit do, they hide their struggles with pornography. They hide their struggles with spiritual warfare. They hide their struggles with financial problems. They hide their struggles with health problems. So when the body of Christ now find themselves in a, in a place where they're struggling with these things, they don't know how to handle it because their four parents didn't tell them how to handle it. They didn't show them. They, did, they, they hide. You know, have you ever lived in a family where you know, there are family disease and family sicknesses and, and they hid those fam those things from you as a child. So you grow up not knowing that this one day you're going to face this thing. And it's, it's only when you face this thing and now you don't know what to do. You don't know how 
to combat the thing that is fighting you. And so today, I want to give you some weapons. I want to help you understand that all of us are in this struggle and all of us are dual citizenship. And so in order to understand this, we got to understand that uh, this dual citizenship is representing the citizen uh, of the earth. We're a citizen of this earth and we're a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. But there's a third citizenship that is vying for our lives and vying for our souls, and that is the kingdom of darkness. So the first kingdom that we are introduced to is the kingdom of earth. And this is the only kingdom that most people know, because when we were born into the earth, that we're familiar with the things of the earth, we live in the earth. And so we represent the earthly things. That's what we know, right? But the other two kingdom that is laying claim to us as their citizen is the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of darkness. But only one of these kingdoms has legitimate rights to claim us as their citizen. And that is the kingdom of heaven. Because the kingdom of heaven is, we, we were created by God. He created us as sheep of his pastor. Therefore, we belong to God. Even when we rebel against God, we are still his. He is the one who created us. The devil can't create nobody. Every person that is created, is ever created on the face of this earth, is created by God and for God's purpose. And so when even when you rebel against God, the DNA of God is still on the inside of you. You were created by him and for him and for his glory. I told you that last week that you were created for God's glory. You're created so that God's glory can rest on you. So even when you rebel against God, that still does not stop you from belonging to him. You still belong to God. Even when you are walking in rebellion, you, you, you can turn around anytime and appeal to your citizenship of heaven. When a person gains, you know, I, I, I deal with immigration a lot. And, um, and so when, a per, when I understand the, the, the concept of citizenship and I understand the concepts of, you know, changing from, uh, 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 I guess, immigrating from one country to the next country. But, I, but then even when you immigrate, you're not yet a citizenship. You're not yet a citizen. You have to go through a process, another process to become a citizen. And it is very costly, just like the man said in, 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 in Acts chapter two. Um, you, are, you, you know, you have to go through uh Oh, God, the process of becoming a citizen, and it is costly. And so the only way a person can gain um, dual citizenship, there's only two ways. You can be born uh, as, a, as a dual citizen, like, not, like Apostle Paul was. He was born a Jew, but he was born in Roman territory. And so he is a Roman citizen by birth, and he's a Jew by birth because his parents were Jews. And then the second way to uh, get your, your, your dual citizenship is naturalization. Naturalization, it means that you are born in another country, but you desire to live in another country as their citizen. So you have to go through a process and you have to swear or pledge allegiance to that country. So and, um, it is, and so it is with the kingdom of heaven this morning. Oh, Shabbat Baha Torobo Sandarai. 
So it is with the kingdom of heaven this morning. You see, unfortunately, you cannot buy the, the, the citizenship of heaven. You have to be born into it. You can never be naturalized into the citizenship of heaven. You have to be born in it. That's why Jesus said that you must be born of the spirit. You must be born of the spirit. There's no way to naturalize into that kind of citizenship. You have to be born of the spirit because the kingdom of heaven is a spiritual kingdom. And so in order to inherit this kingdom, you have to become a spiritual citizen. You have to become a spiritual person. You have to be born of the spirit. And so in the demonic kingdom now that is vying for your soul, there is no way for you to be born into the kingdom of darkness. The only way for you to uh, 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 become a citizen of the kingdom of darkness is for you to naturalize into it. Uh-huh. So you're going to say, now, how, Charmaine, how do you naturalize into the kingdom of darkness? You see, demonic spirits can enter a person. They can be, a person can become demonic, demon-possessed. But I, 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 I wouldn't even say demon possessed because a demon cannot really truly possess a person. A demon can take up residence and force you to do things, but they cannot truly possess you. And so that is the difference. Your, your spirit cannot become one with a demonic spirit. It's like oil and water. It cannot mix. Even though they are both liquid, they cannot mix. So the demonic spirit can operate in your life through your will but they cannot take over your spirit and become one with you. It will never happen. The only person that can do that is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can become one spirit with your spirit. But, the, but a demonic spirit does not have the capability to become one spirit with your spirit. Their DNA, their spiritual DNA is not the same with your DNA. This is why you now understand that you are a citizen of heaven because you carry the DNA of heaven. And so heaven's spirit can become one with you. Oh, God, but a demonic spirit cannot become one with you. So when you naturalize into the kingdom of darkness, what you actually do is the same thing that you do when you're when you're you're, you're applying to a different country to become a citizen. You pledge allegiance to that that country. In other words, you, you told them that uh, if, if, the, if war ever broke out between me and my uh, between between my home country and the country that I'm naturalizing in, I. I have to bear harms for, 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 for this country. And, and, and so you're pledging your allegiance to this country that you're naturalizing into. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. God Almighty, cancel and dismantle every disruption this morning in the name of Jesus. And so there are important benefits of being a citizen 
of earth and that enables us to become citizens of heaven and you know some that sometimes it's so confusing because we only heard about the kingdom of heaven we've never lived there and uh, in in the natural uh, uh we only heard what it looks like we only know what based on what people tell us about based on what the bible says and so we 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 need a representation in the earth we need to be taught what it means to become a citizen of heaven and we must learn what it what it's like to be a citizen we must learn that even though we're physical beings living and existing in these two dimensions the dimensions of heaven and the dimension of earth we are supposed to live in such a way that we represent heaven in the earth and so we are more we are as, as i told you before we are more familiar with living in the physical dimension than we are living in the spiritual dimension yet it is the spiritual dimension that we are called to represent in the earth so then that's where the struggle comes in we are struggling to live spiritually in a physical world oh god somebody said that's confusing how can i live spiritually in a in a physical dimension how can i how can I live out the kingdom of heaven on earth? You see, this is when, when struggles like this comes in, this is where people gives up, give up because it is too difficult to live in the, in the physical, let alone trying to live in the spiritual. And so this is so, this is another reason why it's so confusing is because the laws that govern earth is different from the laws that govern heaven. And so now we're in a place where we're trying to live spiritual in a physical dimension. And so God said, listen, listen, I know that it's hard, but I'm gonna put my spirit in you and I'm gonna anoint you with my spirit. And when when I have, when, you're, when my spirit is upon you, it won't be so hard. You're still gonna suffer setbacks and failure. You're still gonna suffer issues, but you're going to be able to take it by force. You see, you gotta understand your authority in the heaven and you got to understand your authority in earth. Jesus told us this. He said, I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom and whatsoever you bind on earth, it's going to be bound in heaven. Oh my God, somebody, somebody say, I'm anointed. I am anointed to bring heaven on earth. I am anointed to bring heaven on earth. It doesn't matter what it feels like right now because the enemy is pressing up hard against me, but it's okay. It's okay. I understand that as an ambassador trying to represent the kingdom of heaven in earth, I'm going to encounter a kingdom clash. I'm going to encounter setbacks. I'm going to encounter oppositions. I'm going to encounter failures. I'm going to encounter issues and things that I never bargained for, but I understand that as an ambassador, I do not represent myself. So when trials come, I got to remain steadfast. I got to remain unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Oh, glory to God. Because see what the enemy wants you to do as an ambassador this morning, what he wants you to do is to give up. He wants you to quit. He wants to say, listen, I'm done because I've tried this and I've tried that and it's not working. And it seems like all hell is breaking loose against me. But when we, let me ask you this. When you give up, what is your alternative? What is your option? What are you going to do? When you give up, where are you going to go? This is why the apostles, the apostles understand 
And when Jesus said, aren't you going to leave us also? The apostle said, listen, where are we going to go? We don't have no place to go. We even This is what Job understand. Job says, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. The devil wants you to shut your mouth this morning. The devil wants to come at you with all kinds of things this morning. And he wants to tell you that you shouldn't praise God because God didn't bless you the way that you expect to be blessed. God didn't do this and God didn't do that. But let me tell you this morning, you got to understand that you are a dual citizen in the earth. And you got to understand that you are representing a heavenly kingdom. And when you represent this heavenly kingdom, the physical kingdom, the kingdom of darkness is going to oppose everything that you do. So I want you to kind of understand this concept by let us, letting us examine what it means to become an ambassador. And so when an ambassador is, is assigned to a foreign country, he or she does not represent himself. They, they represent the country that they were, they, they were sent to, that, that they were sent by. So in other words, if, um, well, if you were sent by America to go to France, like Benjamin Franklin was. Benjamin Franklin was America's first ambassador who represented the interests of the American colonies to foreign government. He was appointed ambassador in France in 1778. When the war began and the Declaration of Independence was signed, it, is very, it was very important to create good relationship with the European powers. So if you kind of think of it like this, America was a baby nation and they, had, they didn't have amount to the military power that they are today. So they, they, when they broke off their independence from Britain, they needed other powers to help them stay independent and France was the one. And so it was necessary for a, an ambassador to go to France to represent the needs of the American people of the American colonies. So between 1778 and 1782, France kept providing the Continental Army with arms and ammunition and troops and uniforms and naval support. So Benjamin Franklin's job was to maintain a good relationship with this French government in order to keep that support coming. Amen. So uh, America needed the financial and military aid in order to succeed in its war for independence. And so Franklin was a natural choice as an ambassador because the French loved him because he was very uh, because of all the different experiments that he was doing with electricity and the inventions, uh, uh, um, and also for his, his personality, he was humble and he was like a, a people person. So he was the best person to represent the interests of America. He, he, he also, he was a, he, he was a, a, a uh, a, a patriotic person. He was very devoted to his country. But, and so all of the personalities and the things that he had going for him make him a, make him a person that was uh, uh, able to represent America, even though he was fluent. Uh, he was not fluent in English. I'm sorry, in French, his grammar was not that great, but he had the makings of an ambassador. He had the, he had the loyalty to his country. He had the humility because he was a humble person. And he had, the, he, he had, he, he had the, the charm to be able to uh, 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 interact with people, even though then they might not share his interests. He's able to diplomatically get his way with these people. And so he was assigned as 
America's first ambassador. And he knew that his mission in France was not to conform to the ways of France or to pledge allegiance to France, but to represent America in France. And so he get to live in France and enjoy everything that France had to offer, although he was a U.S. citizen because he was there for a period of time. And so to understand this, you got to understand that as an ambassador, you are only there for a period of time. You're, you're, um, you're, you're, you're a dual citizen. Oh, God sent me to tell you this morning that you are a dual citizen. You're a citizen of earth because you were born in the earth. You're a, you're a citizen of heaven because you are born of the spirit. And so God said, you, I, I, you're the, you, you have the qualities that I need in order to represent me in the kingdom of heaven. It's in to represent me in the kingdom of earth. I want somebody who has dominion. I want somebody who speaks the language of earth. I want somebody who is humble. I want somebody who is able to, to, to relate to the people in such a way that they're able to convey the message that I am trying to tell the people. Because see, you under you got to understand that God is trying to talk to people throughout creation. God has been trying to talk to people. But after this, the Garden of Eden, Adam sinned, and there was no way for God to communicate the communication privileges were revoked, they were cut off. We were not able to go no longer and meet with God because you know we are unholy and unholiness cannot stand in the presence of God. Woo, Jesus. And so as a naturalized citizen, there are some privileges that are withheld from you. Um, you gotta obtain your citizenship by birth because in the naturalized citizenship, you, first of all, you can't naturalize. I told you, you can't naturalize into heaven, but you can naturalize into, into, into the demonic world, into darkness. And we don't know, but don't nobody want that. I know some people trying to, some people do that kind of stuff, but oh God, I, I, may God help them. May God bless their soul. But um, so let's look at uh, what Apostle Paul, let's go back and look at our text right now. So in Apostle, in Apostle Paul's case, he was born from Jewish parents on a Roman territory, and this made him is both an Israelite and a Roman citizen. And he was raised in Jerusalem as a Jew, and embraced, he embraces Jewish heritage, and he was educated by one of the best Jewish teacher, Gamaliel. And so... Um, he, 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 when Apostle Paul, we find him in Acts chapter 22, we find him about to be uh, ostracized. They, they, they were, they, they, he had been converted to Christianity. He had met the Lord and now, the, now he's uh, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so he, um, they had brought him to Jerusalem because they were trying to put him to death because he's preaching against the Jewish customs. He was preaching against Judaism. And so they, 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 the Jews wanted to kill him. And the Romans was the ones that were in charge at this time. And so they brought him to the Romans to try to kill him, much like what they did with Jesus. And so in somewhere along there, the, the Lord stood by him and told him, Apostle Paul, he told him, he said, Paul, uh, uh, um, don't worry for your life. You're going to be, you're going to go to Rome and you're going to represent me. 
just like how you're representing me right here in Jerusalem. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'd be like, if, if that was me, I'm like, is that what I'm doing here, Jesus? These people are trying to kill me, Lord. And you're telling me that I am representing you. Because see, if you read the entire uh, 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 script of what was taking place there in Acts chapter 22, Apostle Paul was able to preach the gospel. He was saying to them, I am a Jew just like you. Let's look at it. He said, as a student, I carefully trained in Jewish laws and custom, and I became very zealous to honor God in everything that I do, just like you today. So uh, 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 what the only difference between me and you is that I am now... Uh, 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 I am now believing in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So he's, although he's appealing to, to his Jewish citizenship, the benefit of his Jew, Jewish citizenship. He said, listen, look what he said in uh, verses, this uh, verse six, I believe. Um, it says, my brothers, I am a Pharisee, descended from the Pharisee, descendant of the Pharisee. I stand in trial because of the hope of the resurrection of the dead. So he is standing trial because he believed in the hope of being resurrected with Christ. And he told him, listen, I am a Roman Jewish citizen by birth, raised and trained by a Pharisee, but something happened to me that transcend both of these citizenship. So he was here, what he was doing here, he was activating his Jewish citizenship. And so he was saying to, to them, the only difference is that I believe in the resurrection. I believe that Jesus Christ died and he rose again after the third day and he ascended to heaven on high. I, that's the only reason why you're bringing me to trial. And so although Apostle Paul was a Roman citizen, he never did follow the ways of the Roman. Um, when, you know, the popular saying, it says, when you go to Rome, do you do what the Romans do? Well, Apostle Paul did not do that. He was more interested in doing what, doing the will of the Father before he was more interested in, in his Jewish root. He was zealous for God and he was, he was persecuting the Christians, thinking that he was uh, representing the kingdom of heaven because, see, he, 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 he was doing... He was trying to represent the kingdom of heaven, but he didn't know how. And so uh, his zeal to represent the kingdom of heaven have him be flogging and beating Christians. And so now uh, he was about to be flogged himself by, be, because he, he, now represent, he now represent the thing that he was persecuting. Because when Jesus came to him and he, and he had that conversion experience, he became born of the spirit. And so now he represent not only, now he's represent not only the Roman citizen, not only his Jewish citizen, citizenship, but he was representing the kingdom of heaven. And so because he is representing the kingdom of heaven, he is being ostracized for his faith. And I wonder if that's you this morning. I wonder if you come upon some demons and devil that is trying to beat you down, that is trying to lock you up, that is trying to imprison you. I wonder this morning, oh, I wonder this morning if that if, if you're facing some, some, some trials in your family, I wonder if you're facing some, some issues, Lord God, so some issues even in your faith. Oh, God, help us this morning. I wonder if you're facing some issues that make that cause 
you to question your faith and cause you to say, God, how can you say that I'm representing you in Jerusalem when they're trying to kill me? God, where are you in the mess that I am dealing with right now? God, I'm dealing with sicknesses. I'm dealing with traumas. I'm dealing with diseases. I'm dealing with issues in my, with my children. I'm dealing with issues in my finances. I'm dealing with issues in my health, God. But God, you said that I'm representing you in the earth how can i represent you in the earth god if there are all these things that are coming against me and so i'm gonna answer that for you god just just bear with me a moment because see the kingdom of heaven can only uh, can only come to earth through you and me and that is why we face so much oppositions and so much pain see we're, when God's getting way back in Genesis chapter one, when God said, let us make man after our own likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth. See, this is where the problem is. We have dominion over the earth. Now, Satan recognized that we had dominion over the earth. This is this earth kingdom belongs to man. It does not belong to the devil. It, oh, we are the little G's in this earth. We're the little G God in this earth. This is our domain that was created for us. It was never created for the devil and his angels to operate. And so the, the, the devil forced his way into the earth realm. He usurped God's authority authority of God's plan and illegally gain access in the earth. And, and so he came to kill. He came to steal. He came to destroy, but he didn't come in the way that we came into the earth. You see, every one of every last one of us that is upon this planet at this moment, we were born into the earth. We were born into the kingdom. We were citizen of this earth kingdom by birth. Oh, Shababa. Oh, Tarabasa. This is why Jesus says, whoever does not enter through the gate, the same is a thief and a robber. This is why Jesus had to come in the form of a baby like all of us, because Satan didn't come into this earth realm as a baby. He didn't come in a flesh. He is a spirit being that has no right to be in this domain. There is a domain that was created for him. And that's where he's trying to bring us into the kingdom of darkness. That's where he belongs. And he wants to come into it. He is like he invaded the earth kingdom in order to bring us to his dark kingdom. He knows that his time, Satan knows that his time here is limited. He cannot gain citizenship. He cannot become, he cannot become a dual citizenship. He will never have the permission or the right to become a dual citizenship. Oh my God. So Satan tried to obtain his legal right, illegal right in the earth. And so when Adam sinned in the garden of Eden, he robbed, he was robbed of his ability to be, to, to be the little God in the earth. And, you know, Satan took over the dominion of this earth. And, and, and that's why Jesus said, um, the prince of this in John chapter 14, verse 30 and 31, Jesus said, the prince of this world is coming, but he has no power over me because I do exactly what the father does. And so now we see a contrast to Adam who didn't do exactly what the father did. And we see Jesus doing exactly what the father said. And so Satan recognized 
uh, uh, Jesus recognized Satan as the illegal ruler of the earth. But even so, God has a plan for kingdom, to, the kingdom of heaven to come in the earth through us because Satan is an illegal ruler. You know what? Throughout history, we have been we have seen when evil men rise, many evil men rise to power through illegal means. And although they didn't ascend to power in by, uh, by, by legal procedures, they still had authority because of the office that they occupied. So, for example, you know, we had an issue back in our uh, election in November. People were saying that, you know, some one part, one group of people were saying this president didn't win. One person is saying this. And, and so we don't know. We don't know what happened in our election. But some the person who is in the office of the presidency right now is revered and respected as the president. Whether or not he wins election, he is sitting in the seat of a pre of the president. And so while we cannot debate whether or not he wins, we must respect the authority that is set up in front of us because it now has rule over us. He is the president. Right. And so uh, when say when Satan um, injects his illegal uh, 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 rulership in the earth, he's, he, he found a way to become kind of like uh, 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 become the ruler. He find a way to take away dominion from God's people. And, and God had to find a way to give it back. Amen. So Jesus is the rule. Jesus is the legal ruler of this earth. Jesus is the one that now has dominion and authority in every realm, in the realm of darkness. Jesus, when Jesus was crucified, he went to darkness and he said to darkness, listen, you got the keys to death, hell and the grave and I want them. I come to take them back because I, I recognize that I have dual citizenship. Jesus said, I'm a citizen of heaven and I'm a citizen of earth. I came into the womb of a woman and that gave me authority in the earth and your kingdom of darkness. Now, oh God is under my feet. I have defeated everything that you set up and I now come to take back the keys of death, hell and the grave from you. And so what Jesus was saying here you can you 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 have to know how to live into this world and not be of this world because see when, when what adam did was adam didn't do exactly what the father asked him to do but jesus said the only way to live in the world and to not be of the world is to do exactly what god asked you to do you gotta turn listen somebody i know you haven't been doing exactly what god has called you to do or what god has told you to do you haven't really been following the commandments of god and the reason why you haven't been following the commandments of God is because you don't know what they are. You don't spend any time reading the Bible, but God's saying, I'm calling a people to take up your dual citizenship this morning. I'm calling you to recognize that you are a citizen of heaven. And that is the reason why demons and devils are coming at you because you are naming the name of the Lord. You're naming the name of the Lord. And so demons and devils are coming against you. But if you would employ 
your dual citizenship like Apostle Paul had to do when those demons and devil came up against him and they were about to whip him. Apostle Paul said, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is it legal? Is it legal to beat a Roman citizen? Is it legal? And so when they heard that he had dual citizenship, when they heard that he had a, a, a Roman citizenship, he, when they heard, in other words, you know, in, in our in, in, in our present day term, when they heard that he had diplomatic immunity, they backed off. Oh my God, somebody, I wish you would just engage your diplomatic immunity this morning. I wish you would just engage the fact that you are a citizen of heaven. So when demons and devil come against you, when trials and tribulation come against you, when principalities and powers come against you, you engage your diplomatic immunity. You say, listen here, devil, I know who you are, but I know who I am. I am an ambassador. I represent the most high God. Oh God. Oh, you got to understand that you're not serving a defeated kingdom. You're not serving a kingdom that is not able to defend itself. You're not serving a kingdom that is not able to, to, to deliver you. You got to understand that the, the, you're not supposed to live defeated life because when you represent the kingdom of heaven in earth, you are representing the kingdom of power. You're representing the kingdom of life eternal. You're representing an eternal and everlasting kingdom, a kingdom without end. And so when demons come up against you, when trials and tribulation come up against you, you got to stand up in the face of the devil and say, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. You got to stand up in the face of the devil and say to the devil, even if the Lord, the God whom I serve, he is able to deliver me. And even if he does not deliver me, let it be known to you this day, devil, I will not serve you because I got a taste of glory. I know where I am going. And oh, I know I know, I know, I know that there is a kingdom. There's an eternal kingdom. And I'm striving to enter that eternal kingdom. So you got to, devil, you got to take your stuff, pack it up, pack it up, pack it up, pack it up, pack it up and leave. Pack it up and leave. Because I'm not going to give you my dominion. Jesus Christ gave me dominion. He gave me authority. How was when I was born of the spirit, I get to be a dual citizen. I get to represent heaven in the earth. So devil, back up, back off, back away from me because I am determined to represent the kingdom of heaven in the earth. I am a dual citizen and I appeal to my diplomatic immunity this morning in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Ooh, Jesus, glory to God, glory to God. Because see, you must understand that from the very beginning, the kingdom of heaven has been suffering violence, but the violent people have to take it by force. And, you know, sometimes when I read that scripture, I usually think that, oh God, the, 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 the violent people are taking away the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> you see, sometimes you got to read the Bible. You can't just read the Bible. You got to read the Bible. So it says, uh, Kingdom of heaven has been suffering violence and the violent take it by force. Okay, so the kingdom of heaven, what is the kingdom of heaven? It is 
me and you who are born of the spirit, okay? And then who can take the kingdom of heaven? Only the people that are born by the spirit. The other people, they are opposing it. So if that word, they take it by force, it can mean to lay a hold of, to claim it, to enter it, to grab it, to force your way in. Okay, so we understand that the kingdom of heaven can't be invaded by man and it can't be invaded by the enemy. So who are these people that are taking it by force? You got to understand that when you represent the kingdom of heaven in the earth, you have to expect to suffer some violence and some, um, some opposition. And this is where we lose it many times because when the oppositions and the violence come, we turn back. But then there are some of us who will say, listen, devil, I'm not turning back. I am not giving up. I am going into this kingdom. Those are the people that are going to take it by force. Those are the people that are going to force their way into the kingdom of heaven. We're going to come through tribulation. We're going to come through trials. We're going to come through temptation. We're going to suffer all kinds of things that the enemy will bring our way. But we're going to be of a mindset. Daniel put it this way. He said the people that knew their God, they will do mighty exploits in the earth. The, oh, Jesus. Some, what I'm trying to tell you something, somebody, you got to make up your mind to go through trials. You got to make up your mind to go through tribulation because that is the only way that you're going to take it by force. You got to force your way through opposition. You got to force your way through persecution. You got to force your way through temptations and trials. You got to force your way into the kingdom of heaven. Oh, God. And somebody say, that's not biblical. That's not biblical. Well, let me tell you what Jesus said. Jesus said, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus said, the, one, the, the, the ones who will be saved are the ones who are going to endure to the end. He said, these are they that have passed through great tribulations and have trimmed their robe, their, their lamps and make wash their robe in the blood of the lamb. Now, listen, if there wasn't anything for you to overcome, if there was, you, your, every, your, your, if there was no trials to overcome, why would Jesus say, if you didn't have to press your way into the kingdom of heaven, if you didn't have to force your way into the kingdom of heaven, why Jesus would say that you have to endure to the end? You got to understand that there is, there is pain and suffering. Jesus had to enter back through the gateway of suffering in order to enter into the kingdom of heaven. That's why the kingdom of heaven has been violently opposed, but you must take it by force. You got to grab a hold of that eternal kingdom through faith in Jesus Christ and be willing to do whatever it takes to enter in. This is why we must live in this world and be not of this world. Amen. Oh God, we must live in this world, but be not of this world. This is what John 17, 15 is so, is so important to me. I, I read it for you last week. I'll read a, a few verses for you this week. In John 17, 15 through 19, it says, I am not asking, this is Jesus praying. And he said, I am not asking that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of this world, just as I am not of this world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, 
I also have sent them into the world. For them, I sanctify myself so that they too might be sanctified. And, um, oh God, there's so much, there's so much to pull out here. There's so much to pull out here, but let me, let me show you this. Let me show you this. Jesus said, I am not asking you to take them out of the world. Jesus is praying for you and me. And he said, don't take them out of the world, but preserve them from the evil one. So Jesus was saying there, it's, it's possible for them to live in the world and be preserved. This is where the power of God is so important in your lives because you need to be preserved from the evil one. And then Jesus in verse 16, he says, they are not of this world just as I am not of this world. So Jesus was saying again, they are in the world, but they are not of the world. So even the same way you sent me in the world, I was in the world, but I was not of the world. And so now he's saying, as you sent them, I am sending them into this world in the same way. But he said, he prayed for us. He said, he said, Father, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. He said, he said, this, this is the thing. The word of God is what sanctifies us. The word of God is what makes us ambassadors of heaven. The word of God in us sets us apart. Jesus said, I'm sending them into the world, but I'm asking you to sanctify them your, by your word. And the significant, this is very significant for an ambassador to be, because you, you must be well acquainted with the laws of your country in order to go into a foreign country and represent your own country. You can't wait until you're in a foreign country to try to learn the laws of your country. You got to learn the laws of your country in order to go into the foreign country. And this is why Jesus said, sanctify them by your word. You got to set them apart set them apart, wash them in your word, cleanse them, renew their minds so that they can accurately represent you in the world. Oh my God, so that they can uh, 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 obey you even though they're living in a culture, in a world that is directly opposed to, to, to the kingdom of heaven coming into the earth. And so Jesus said, they're gonna have many problems when I ask you, Father, to sanctify them by your word. And so now we get the understanding why King David said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I will not sin against you. See, David, King David understand this concept way before his time because King David lived before Jesus came. And so, but King David understand that the only way to be set apart from the world is to have the word of God hidden in your heart. And this is the problem many of you are having right now. You are not reading your scriptures. You are not understanding the word of God. And so when troubles and trials come, you begin to question your own faith. You begin to question God and you begin to question the scriptures because you didn't take the word of God and you didn't hide it in your heart. You are not sanctified by the word because you don't even know what the word is. You don't even know what the word is. And so now you find yourself trying to represent a kingdom that you really don't know anything about. And 
You're, 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 you're being opposed because anytime you name the name of Christ, you're going to be opposed. And regardless, even if you don't name the name of Christ, you're going to be opposed. Why? Because you are his children. You were, you were created by him and for his glory. So even without you repenting and turning away from your sins and turning back to God, you're still going to have trials and tribulation. The only difference between a Christian and a non-Christian is that you, the non-Christians, they have trials and tribulation and they don't have nowhere else to go with their trials so they figure it out they figure the best way to trust is in science and technology and all those other worldly perishing things that are useless uh, that's what they trust in but the Christian said, listen, I, I have trials and I have tribulation and, and I know exactly where to put my trust. I'm going to put my trust in the Lord, my God. I'm going to put my trust in his name. I'm going to tr put my trust in his, in his ability to deliver. So when you put your trust in God, now you're activating your dual citizenship. You're activating your citizenship of heaven. You're activating the benefits of heaven. Because see, Apostle Paul had to activate his Roman citizenship in order to not be beaten to death, almost to death. So he, he understood that he had diplomatic immunity when it comes to being flogged or beaten as a Roman citizen because it was illegal for a Roman citizen to be beaten. And so Paul understood that. I wonder if you understand your citizenship this morning. Let's go to Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2 said, but God being rich in mercy because of his great love, which he loved us, made us alive with Christ. Even we begin being dead in trespasses. By grace, you are saved. And he raised us up together and seated us. This is the part I'm trying to get to. He seated us together in heavenly realms with Christ. He seated us. So wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on. How did we get to be seated with Christ? Go back. He said, but God being rich in mercy, because of his great love, which he loved us, he made us alive, even when we were dead in our sins. So the way to become a citizen of heaven is to accept the grace and the mercy of God because we are dead. Sin made us dead. We are dead in our sins. That's why some people can sit up in church. My God, you can sit up in church. You can sit up under an anointed word like this and you go home and not be changed because you are dead in your sin. It, it is only when you turn around and accept the grace of God and say, God, give me that grace that I hear the preacher talking about. Give me that grace that I hear the man or woman of God talking about. That's when you are able to turn around and activate the heavenly kingdom in your life and be seated in Christ, in heavenly places. See, when you're born again, you get to be seated in heavenly places, not before. Right now, you're seated in the a, in a earth and you're, 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 your next place, if you don't make your eternal selection short, your next place is to become a citizen, a naturalized citizen of the kingdom of hell. Your next place is going to be a naturalized citizen of the kingdom of darkness. If you don't choose Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you don't accept the grace and the gift of salvation, what you're saying is that you are pledging a allegiance to the kingdom of darkness you say but what by by refusing to acknowledge
acknowledge the, the gift of salvation. What you are saying is that I, I, I'm pledging allegiance to the kingdom of darkness. Oh my God, somebody help me this morning. So why is God so interested in showing kindness to us through Christ? You see, he need kind. We, we're going to need God's favor. We're going to need God's kindness in this coming age. Because if you understand that judgment is coming upon the face of the earth, you've got to understand that now is the time to make your dual citizenship activate your dual citizenship. Right now, you are a citizen of the earth, but there is two other places after death. You are a spiritual being. You live in a physical body. But after you die, the, you, there's two destinations. Where are you going? Are you going to heaven? Are you going to hell? You can't lay a claim. I don't told you just this morning. You cannot lay a claim to heaven if you are not born of the spirit. Jesus put it this way. Jesus said, you must be born again because what is born of the flesh is flesh. What is born of the spirit is spirit. So what Jesus was really saying, Saying, he was saying what is born into the earth belongs to the earth, but what is born into the spirit realm belongs to the spirit. Oh my God, somebody, oh, there is a coming age when the grace of God will be no more. And it's kind of like, I see it kind of like this. Oh God. So, so, so for example, you're making your car payment and you run into a place where you can't make your car payment in. The, 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 the bank gave you some grace period, grace period. You got some grace period, grace period. See, right now we're in the grace period of God. We're in the grace period. Grace period means that your payment is overdue. Can I talk to somebody this morning? I want to tell you that your payment for your sins is overdue. And so when the payment is overdue, God said, okay, I'm going to give you 45 days of grace. And so before the repo man comes, the bank gave you 45 days grace period. And if you fail to make that payment, the repo man is going to come and he's going to repossess your car. But if within that 45 days, you are able to make that payment, you, the, then the repo man won't come. And so this is why Jesus, this is why God said, I'm going to give them grace. But I recognize that even when I give them grace, they won't be able to make that payment in that, in that grace period. So I'm going to also, not only am I giving them grace, I'm giving them the payment, I'm giving them the, the ability, I'm giving them the what is needed to make that payment. Devil, get off my voice. In the name of Jesus, get off my voice. In the name of Jesus. So, Jesus, God gave you not just the grace period, but he gave you the money to pay for it within that 45 days. So he said, you owe a debt that you cannot pay. But Jesus called out the repo man. Jesus called out to the repo man and he said, listen, I'm going to pay this debt for them. But the problem is you're going to have to accept it. You have to accept Jesus's payment. Uh, many people don't accept Jesus's sacrifice on Calvary's cross as payment for their sin because they are prideful. They are trying to get to heaven on their good works. 
in their own righteousness and saying that Jesus Christ death on the cross. Um, I don't really believe in a white man dying on the cross for a black man. I hear all kinds of crazy things you would never believe. But Jesus died on the cross because, see, there was a sacrifice that needed to be to, to, to happen. The only way for us to, to be able to pay the debt that we owe is for a sinless sacrifice to be made. There was none, none of us was righteous. We are never going to be righteous. We're never going to be able to earn this gift of salvation. The only way we can do it is to accept it by the grace of God. Accept that this is a free gift to us. Jesus gave his life so that we can receive a heavenly citizenship. This is the only way to access the kingdom of God. This is the only way for the kingdom of God to come in the earth. This is the only way to heaven. You got to accept that Jesus Christ Christ came, he paid for your sins, and now you're in the grace period. You're still in grace period, but when the grace period runs out, time on earth will be no more. Some of you, your grace period is going to run out before Jesus comes. Some of you are saying, well, Jesus is not going to come next week. Jesus is not going to come next year. Jesus is not going to come next month, but you might die. And when you die, your grace period is over. It's, it's, it's game over, baby. It's game over. So this is the time now for you to make, use, use your grace period to become a citizen of heaven. And this is why John the Baptist was telling the people of Judea, he was saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. And today, I believe that the voice of John the Baptist is still telling people that they must repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. John the Baptist was one that the prophets talk about as the voice of the one crying out in the wilderness saying, prepare ye the way of the Lord. And I believe that the spirit of John the Baptist is still crying out saying, prepare ye the way of the Lord because Christ is coming back. Whether you believe it or not, that's not, that's not up to you. He's still coming back. He, you know, and, and I find it interesting that even the people in John the Baptist days, they did God, Jesus did so much signs and wonders. But they still did not believe. Listen what they said in Luke eleven twenty. 20. He said, but if I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of heaven has come upon you. But what they were saying was that he was driving out the kingdom and he was driving out dev devils by, by devil. And so he, Jesus responded to them and said, listen, the, king, the kingdom of God is here. I am representing the kingdom of God to you. And so I don't care if you're telling me that I'm driving out demons by, by demons. A kingdom divided by itself cannot stand. And so G Jesus alluded there to telling us that the, there's a kingdom of darkness. Satan has a kingdom. And, but Jesus said, I'm here to represent the kingdom of God. And I want to represent it very well. So uh, 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 uh. So John the Baptist was telling the people to, uh, to, to repent and get ready because Jesus was going to come. And now we see Jesus here and the people are saying, uh-uh, this, this is not no G this is not the kingdom of heaven. Uh-uh, this, this man is driving out demons by demons. And Jesus, so uh, John the Baptist prepared them. He told them, get ready. Jesus is coming. And when Jesus came, he did many signs and many miracles. And then the people still did not believe. And so this is where we are. We're still there after so many thousands of years have passed. We are still in this very same spot where people do not believe. The, the, the pride, I think the pride is their number one cause for not believing because they don't want to believe that Jesus died on the cross. They don't want to believe that they need a savior. They want to believe that they are good enough and because and if they're good enough, they're going to get to heaven on their own merit. Oh my God, Jesus. 
But Jesus says, the righteousness of man is like filthy rags in the sight of God. So God says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all its good pleasures. God delights to give us the kingdom of heaven. Don't come with your problems. Don't come with your, um, um, don't come with your own righteousness and thinking that God is supposed to accept you. God is supposed to give you citizenship in heaven with, upon your own merit, upon your own goodness, upon your own righteousness, upon how much, how much do I pay? How much do I give my tithes? How much do I give my offering? How much do I, you, you know, revere God? Listen, you can be working for God and not be of God. You can be doing work in the kingdom of God and not be saved. Listen, I like to, you know, I was thinking about the Syrophoenician, I'm, I'm closing, I'm, I, I was, but I was thinking about the Syrophoenician woman this morning when she came to Jesus. And Jesus told her that she wanted, to, she wanted, uh, she wanted her daughter to be healed. And Jesus told her, I'm only sent to the lost sheep of Israel. And outside of that, all are dogs, dogs and sorcerers. And this woman, she was so brazen. She, she wasn't phased by what Jesus said. That was an insult. And most of us would take it as an insult and we would walk away. But this Syrophoenician woman, she was so desperate to see her child healed. And so she said to, the, she said to Jesus, she said, Master, even the dogs eat the crumbs from their master's table. And see, at that time, Jesus was not yet revealed to the Gentiles, so he, she, she, she didn't have any means by which she was calling her master, except that there was some kind of revelation in the spirit that reveals to her that Jesus is the master. Jesus is the Lord of all. And so she's like, listen, Jesus, I don't care if you want to call me a dog. I don't care if you want to call me a sorcerer. I want this kingdom of heaven to come in my daughter's life. I want the kingdom of heaven to come in my life. And so I understand that some, from that I understand that some blessings, some benefits can only be accessed by becoming a citizen of heaven. Because see, at that time, Israel represent, Israel, imagine it like this, Israel represent God I represent the church in the earth. Israel represent the kingdom of heaven. And so what Jesus has is for the people who will accept, who will receive the gift of salvation. Many people want to be healed. Many people want to be delivered, but they don't want to accept salvation, but they want the healing from God. And they want the deliverance from God and they want to walk in power, but they don't want to walk in obedience. And so Jesus said, it's not so. The only way to become a citizen of God is to become a follower of Christ, is to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And when you do that, you are no longer foreigners or strangers, but you are a citizen with God's peoples. Ephesians 2, 19 and 20. And also, Jesus himself is here right now. And he wants to invite you to become a citizen of his kingdom. 
Because see, when his kingdom comes in your life, you become one with him. When the kingdom of heaven come in your life, you become an ambassador for heaven. You become sanctified by the truth of the word of God. You become set apart for the glorious kingdom of heaven. When you are born of the spirit, you become a force to be reckoned with. This is why Jesus told you to seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all of its righteousness. And then all these things will be added onto you. And see, the problem is we've been doing what the Syrophoenician woman was doing. We are seeking the benefits of healing, but we weren't seeking the kingdom. And the other thing I want to say about that is Jesus is not intending to put new uh, uh, oil in, uh, in, in old wineskin, in new wine, in, in old wineskin. See, the problem is why some of us are not receiving our healing is because we are not repenting of our sins. Our sins is the thing that caused us to be in the bondage of illnesses and sicknesses and disease. And we are, we are, we are appealing to the kingdom of heaven to heal us because the, in the kingdom of heaven, there's no sickness. But the problem is we are not part of the kingdom. Some of you are not part of the kingdom because you are not doing the thing that you are supposed to do in order to activate your dual citizenship. You cannot live in the earth in your sinful ways, continue in your sinful ways and expect God to pour in fresh oil and fresh anointing. You got to give God some new wineskin this morning. You got to come to God like the Syrophoenician woman and recognizing that even if I'm a dog, even if I'm a sorcerer, God, I want you. I want you. I don't want just I don't want the healing. I don't want the deliverance. God, I want you. I want you. I want to become a citizen of heaven this morning more than I want the healing, more than I want the deliverance, more than I want anything. Because God, I recognize that when I'm a citizen of heaven, the healing will come. The deliverance will come. The peace will come. The joy will come. Oh, glory to God. Let us pray this morning. Let us pray this morning. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you gave us a pathway of citizenship into the kingdom of heaven, Lord God. And Lord God, this morning, we just repent from our sins, Lord God. And we choose, Lord God, to do exactly what the Father told us to do, command us to do, Lord God. Father, we pray that you would make us Make us citizens of heaven this morning. Lord, for those that need to be spiritually born again, I pray in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus that you would enable them, Lord God, to be born again, to be born of the spirit, to be washed in your blood, to be cleansed from all unrighteousness, Lord God, to be able to accept the gift of salvation this morning in the name of Jesus. Father God, loose those that need to be loose this morning. Deliver those that need to be delivered this morning. In the name of Jesus, God Almighty, set every captive free, Lord God. Under the sound of my voice today, set every captive free in the name of Jesus. And God, we thank you for the healing. We thank you for the deliverance. But most of all, we thank you for the gift of salvation. We thank you, Lord God, for making us joint heirs with Christ. We thank you, Lord God, for seating us in heavenly places. We thank you for giving us dual citizenship. We thank you for giving us dominion in the earth, Lord God, and dominion. Oh, over all things, Lord God. Just like you have dominion. Thank you, Jesus. For giving us dominion. In Jesus' name. 
if that's you this morning and you never made Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life, if you don't know that you have a dual citizenship, if, you don't, if you're not sure, come on, let's pray. Because this morning, I know you want to go to that heavenly eternal kingdom just like I do. Oh, glory to God. And I'm just going to pray a simple prayer with you. And I just want you to pray in faith, believing that when you pray this prayer, your dominion in the earth is activated, in, the, in heaven is activated. And now, oh God, oh Shabbatah, glory to God. Let's pray. Are you going to pray with me and believe that God is going to activate, activate and birth you into the kingdom of heaven and give you your dual citizenship, your authority over demons and devil? All right, come on, let's do it. Glory to God. Heavenly Father, I recognize that I am a sinner. I am only saved by your grace, Lord. I'm only saved by your mercy. Lord God Almighty, I repent of my sins this moment and I accept the gift of salvation. I accept that Jesus Christ was crucified, resurrected, and ascended on high just so that I can have eternal life. Father, I don't know everything that it means, but Lord, I pray that you would take me by the hand and lead me. I pray, God, that you would enable me to accept your gift of salvation during this period of grace that you have given to humanity. And Lord, teach me how to live for you each and every day of my life. Lead me by the Holy Spirit. Feed me and by your word. Feed me with your word and fill me with the Holy Spirit and empower me to do the work that you have called me to do. In Jesus' name. And I believe that if you pray that prayer this morning, you've been born again into the kingdom of heaven. You see, it's a prayer of faith. It's not, you know, it's, it's only, it's words. You know, sometimes people believe that, you know, it's kind of some uh, super metaphysical, spiritual kind of thing that is happening. And, and, and yes, it is in a sense, but you're not going to always flatter and fall on the ground and foam at the mouth. It's just as simple as activating your faith and believing that God is able to hear you. He's able to deliver you. He's able to save you. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, so we come to another part in our service. Um, I always ask that you give, give unto the Lord. And so I just invite you to sow a seed into Jesus Strong Ministry today. And so that we can continue to bring these messages and be a blessing to somebody's life. Amen. Give not out of obligation. Give not out of uh, not out of uh, feeling like, oh God, somebody is forcing you to give something. No, give out of the love that you have in your heart for God. Okay, and there's giving information on your screen there. Um, you should see uh, you're able now. Now we are able to text to give. So um, this information is there on your screen. So as you can see, whatever ways you want to choose to give and be a blessing to us this morning, go ahead and do that. And may God bless you. And we'll see you next week.